Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, founder and CEO of Legalpreneur Inc. As a serial entrepreneur and someone that works exclusively with small business owners legally protecting their business, I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues faced by business owners, providing you with the business knowledge you need to catapult your business's growth and showing you just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled these legal and business issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information in the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Legalpreneur Podcast. I have a very special friend of mine, Keisha Fitzgerald, on the podcast today. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm so glad that we have made time to work this out. Yes, Andrea, I'm so pumped to be here and chat about all the things. Let's do it, girl. Yes, her and I met in Chris Harder's Mastermind. And you guys, I preach masterminds because they're fucking phenomenal. And Keisha, please tell us your story. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah. So I think a lot of the listeners can probably connect with having like a gut feeling that you were on the wrong path, but you didn't know what the right path was for you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the basis of my entire story where I went to college, got the job, started working my way up the corporate ladder. And because we often become a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group, which is why masterminds are so important. Um, but out of college, so many of my girlfriends and even my fiance, like, had these very linear paths and they were like, this is just what we do. We follow this path and like we count down the days till the weekend. And I just felt like that wasn't my story. Like I, I just felt like it wasn't aligned. And I don't mean that being an entrepreneur was going to be, you know, more and that working in the corporate world is less. I don't mean that at all. I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur, but I just knew I was literally on the wrong path. So I decided to start something on the side. My first business was in network marketing and saw a lot of growth in that business, learned a lot about like, you know, the basics of starting a business and building a personal brand and getting myself out there. I got a lot of opportunities to speak and grow a lot and build a massive team. And then a couple of years after, you know, getting to really see that grow, I got that gut feeling again that something wasn't right. But instead of just quitting that, I decided I'll start something on the side. So I started my podcast, Empower Her, about three years ago. That really started to build. It's more of like a come with me, let's figure this out together type of podcast because I didn't feel like I was an expert. I actually felt like I was really scattered and all over the place (laughs) and didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'll just pull back the curtain, bring people on my podcast and like chat with them about it and just be really honest and transparent and just kind of figure it out alongside of the listeners, which developed a really strong community led to me launching my own company, which now helps women start podcasts, grow and monetize their podcasts. We're doing live events and I do speaking and all sorts of cool stuff like that. But it's been a lot of ups, downs, what the F am I doing with my life moments, (laughs) ugly cries on my bathroom floor, picking myself back up again, trying to figure it out. And now I'm here feeling a lot more lines, knowing that I'm just going to roll with the punches as they come. So that's a high level overview. I love it. I love it. And you guys, if you can't tell, obviously her energy is like times 1000 at all times, which I love because you guys, okay. When I tell you, I know I've talked about this before, like feeling lost, like at the end of last year, especially at Chris Harder's last meetup, Keisha was sitting next to me and she can literally tell you how like, 
I don't even want to say like down in the dumps, but how just like unenergetic I was. And now it's like a, com- like a complete 180 for me, but having her yeah. just next to me and her energy that no matter where you are, no matter what phase you're in, like her energy just feeds into you. And it, I love it. Aww. So thank you so much for that. But one thing I want to touch on is your actual, like, I want to get into the nuts and bolts of actually transitioning from corporate to network marketing. What exactly did that look like? Cause I know a lot of people like they're there. They're like, how exactly do I do this? Yeah. So for me, I was building the business alongside my last corporate job was working at Google and corporate recruiting in downtown New York city. It was all, it was really like a dream job if I had to be in a job, but I don't think I'm really designed to work for someone else because I'm really all over the place. Um, and I, from an energy perspective, I'm not really good at like buttoning down. So like I, I was building it on the side before and after work. And I was really intentional about being strategic because at the time my now fiance was at NYU dental school and I was supporting both of us financially. So I, I personally felt very comfortable with risk of, you know, stepping outside of the corporate world and creating my own business, but it wasn't just me that I was financially supporting. It was me and him living in one of the most expensive cities in the entire country. Like we literally, our rent was like $2,600 and we had one window looking at an alleyway and it was like 550 square feet. Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) And you don't have a washer and dryer. You got to take your clothes and like, you hope you get them all back. It's just wild. And anyway, so I decided (laughs) I would build it on the side of this corporate job. So I was making, uh, I was making six figures in my corporate job, but I was like, let me get to the point where I've made enough income that I've got like a little bit of a runway, like six months that I could support us, even if this business completely fell apart. And once I got to that point, it took me 14 months from when I started it on the side to get to that point where I had surpassed my full-time income and I had enough on the side that if everything went wrong, we were still going to be okay. And I could just like figure it out. So I think that's one thing that like, especially for those of you that are in the entrepreneurial space or building businesses on the side, there's a lot of this talk of like jump and the net will appear and just quit that job. And as much as I'm very comfortable with risk more than the average person, I don't think that that's necessarily the right move for everyone. Um, I think it's being really strategic where you can build something super lucrative on the side and more than even lucrative, really impactful and fulfilling on the side, and then give yourself the opportunity to jump where for me, I got to the point where it felt like I was in the ocean and I had one foot on two different paddle boards. And I was like, Oh, like I had this network marketing business that was growing And it was increasing like every single year, but it just wasn't fulfilling to me anymore. And then I had this new idea. And at that point I was like, oh, okay, you got to jump. And it, it was very calculated. So coming from someone, especially people that are listening to this podcast that want like more calculated type advice, like, and like legal advice. I'm like, (laughs) that's how I I did it. It was very strategic. I love that. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now because we, I actually made the decision to no longer take any new clients in the law firm as of the end of February. So that for me, cause it's, it's easy money at this point. Like it's just a constant feed of people coming to me and I'm like, I I can't do this anymore. Like I have to be a hundred percent all in with legalpreneurs. So making that decision was really big, but I, and I know that like, that's exactly how you were. You were just like, fuck it. Gotta fucking do it. Like, Let's just do this. Yeah. Well, and it's scary. 
scary because it's you already know it's like the familiar thought patterns you already know that it's going to be successful so then when you're making that transition it's like you have to be very cautious not just to compare yourself to other people which everybody talks about but not to compare yourself when you're starting something new to a prior version of you that was at the top of her game right yeah. like you could do legal working one on one with people all day long but now you're jumping into you know a different version where you're very mm -hmm. experienced in it but it's still going to be new mm -hmm. and you're going to feel like oh it would have been easier to stay in that thing and you're going to have to work <laughs> through that right which is which is what i've done a bazillion times too <laughs> yeah and so i'm curious because getting into the podcasting space anybody can get into the yeah. space it, there's no barrier yeah. to entry but to build it to the level that you have in such a short amount of time is incredible. Like tell them how many downloads do you have? So we're now getting, um, 250,000 downloads a month. Uh, Ooh. we are at just shy of 5 million downloads. Oh my gosh. That's wild. fucking insane. Yeah. Like, but congrats to you. Ben. Thank you. It's, it's the community. It's spreading the message of it. Right. But it's also reminding yourself that for anyone that is in the podcasting space or thinking about getting into the podcasting space, there are 1.7 million podcasts, but less than half of them have released more than 10 episodes. And of those that haven't released more than 10 episodes, because to your point, right, the barrier of entry is so low to get into it, but, mm -hmm. uh, and half those that have released more than 10 episodes have not released an episode in the last 90 days, meaning mm -hmm. getting to the 10 episode marks already separates you from 50% of the podcasters out there because everybody else drops off. And then if you have done 10 and you stay consistent with it more than 90 days, you're now ahead of those 50%. So it's like being consistent is such a secret sauce of anything, but it's really important if you want to cultivate community as a podcaster. And a lot of us like get into it and then we put all these expectations on it. Like has to grow to this point or I'm only quote unquote successful if I reach here. And it's like, like get into it, learn mm -hmm. the craft. Like you're going to suck at first, like I did. And then you're going to get better and more comfortable as you know, Andrea, like <laughs> when you put your reps in, you get so much more confident with it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I want to hear from you. Like, what do you think helped to grow the podcast because it, it's not just consistency. I know it's not. And I want yeah. to hear from oh, you. No, like, what do you, yeah. like, what's your secret sauce? Yeah. So two things that I think have been very different for me from other podcasters that I've listened into. One is I know exactly who I'm talking to. The range of who listens into the podcast is a wide range, but I know like I picture her name is Ashley. I made her up in my head, this specific avatar. And the only person that I'm talking to is Ashley. Uh, I'm thinking about her before I start recording an episode. I'm thinking, what would she need to hear? What stage of life is she in? What keeps her up at night? Where is she at in her world? And so many people are like, it felt like you were directly talking to just me. And I think a lot of times we want to speak to the masses because we think that's the solution. Well, I'm going to capture more audience that way. But I'm like, if you are between 25 and 45 year old woman who is feeling a gut feeling that you want more and you're struggling with like some anxiety and you're navigating transitions, but you care about your relationships and you're maybe like just thinking about starting a family or you've got a couple of young kids, like that's who I'm talking to. Just yeah. that person. She's maybe an entrepreneur. She might not be, but she still can resonate with a certain feeling that I'm speaking to that feeling. And because my podcast is in the personal development space, that's been really huge for me. That's one. The second is I 
treat the people that share the podcast like they are literally everything. Like I will personally send a voice message to every single person who takes the podcast the first time. I go spend so much time thanking and celebrating people and then teaching them why it's important to share the show. Because it's one thing to say, if you like this episode, share it on Instagram, which anyone listening in, if you like this episode, share it on Instagram and tag us. But but not just because we want you to tag us, but because it helps us and it helps Andrea understand like what type of guests do you want to hear from? What type of like um, details and like information do you want from her so she can create content that serves you? But also it helps spread the message because if someone named Sarah listening into this podcast right now shares it on her Instagram stories and said, I got a lot of value from this. Sarah's friend, Becky is so much more likely to listen into this podcast if Sarah says it. And so I just, I didn't worry about ads. I haven't spent a dollar on advertising. I didn't worry about all the nitty gritty details. I just worried about like the grassroots spreading of it. Mm -hmm. And that has really cultivated this person told a person who told a person. So at first it was like, tiny growth, but then it turned into exponential growth. And, um, I think just doing a little bit extra, like getting a voice message from a podcaster. So many women that I respond to are like, Keisha, whoa, I have never gotten a voice message from any podcast or any person that I've ever tagged, but I've made it part of my job. If I want to build a community, I need to make sure the people that are helping me do it know that I really give a shit. And to me, it's trying to figure out ways that I can go above and beyond. And that has the ROI on it is not, you can't say, Oh, I earned this amount of money doing this action, but I'm like, well, I've developed a community that I can listen to them. I can ask their feedback and then I can create what they want. And that's how I built my entire business too, based off of the podcast being the basis of it. I love that. And I love you. Like I'm, I'm over here. Like, okay, I need to do that. I need to do this. I need to, <laughs> you like, that's phenomenal to grow your podcast. And you said three years, right? three years and have 5 million downloads. Like that is insane. Like that is incredible. I like, I didn't even know it was that many downloads. I knew you had a really big podcast, but I didn't know it was 5 million downloads. Like you're fucking phenomenal. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So tell, and tell the audience, like how, how are you serving women now? Cause I know you're helping them create podcasts. Like how exactly are you doing that? Yeah. So from a financial perspective, I make, I, first I had a membership community that was like a $17 a month membership community that had to like 2,500 women in it that listened into the podcast. And it was a personal growth membership. What I realized, and I think it's really important for any entrepreneur to ask themselves this question. I said, is what I'm doing now getting me closer to where I want to be in a year or two or further from it? because of my time, energy, and just the way I was branding and positioning myself. And I realized that I was getting stuck at that price point. I was getting stuck with that membership. I wasn't really lit up by it anymore, even though a lot of the women that were in it really loved it. It was just the wrong fit for me. So I closed it completely. Um, And then, so I've done that. I also started when I had a lot, I, I listened to my community a lot. So instead of creating things behind closed doors, I ask myself, like, what are the problems that my community is facing? What are the questions that I'm getting asked? Anyone that's thinking about products or services or things that they want to do, it's like, what are the questions that you're getting asked often? And how could you package it in a way that you're going to like the delivery method of it? Like that you're going to like how you do it because you're the one that's in your business. Don't accidentally like create a job doing things you don't even like to do, right? Um, 
So a lot of them were asking me about podcasting and I decided, well, I could create a course about podcasting that could take them from idea to launching in like four weeks and make it super fun. So I have a cohort-based course that helps women launch their podcast. And then from then, a lot of them were asking, how are you monetizing? How are you working with sponsors? How are you deciding what products to create for your community when you build that community around your podcast? I was like, oh, I know how to do that. I've done that for myself, right? I can teach you how to do it. Um, so I developed an amplified group that helps you do that as well. Now we're moving into the live event space, which is something that I've always yes. wanted to do. I monetize my own podcast with brand sponsorships, um, that they pay me a flat rate every month because of the community around the podcast to talk about products and, you know, that I already love. And then, um, now we're also just, we're launching more product-based stuff, kind of coming down the pipeline, but really I make money from those different areas at this point. I love that. Yeah. And I'm curious about your sponsors. Did they reach out to you or did you reach out to them? I reached out to them because I only want, cause like you've listened to those podcasts where like, sometimes it's like, I don't want to like mention a thing, but like pine saw, like this <laughs> yeah. is the best pine saw ever. And I'm like, I don't even use pine saw. Like I, I just like wanted it to feel very organic. So mm -hmm. the, the sponsors that I work with were products that I was already using. And I'm like, this yeah. just makes sense. And, um, one thing, if you are a podcaster listening into this is to think about all the comprehensive ways that you can create a package for a brand to want to work with you is like, if you have an email list and you've got a text list and you've got a social media following and you've got a podcast, it's coming up with a way of like understanding the value of that audience, especially when your demographic is what our demographic is of this like mm -hmm. mid, you know, 25 to like 50 year olds. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are not like seeing traditional advertising, we know to fast forward through commercials. We're not reading print advertising. So it's like yep. podcasting is such a powerful platform for advertisers. So understand the leverage that you have from an audience on a podcast, even a smaller audience still can convert because they know, like, and trust you because you're hanging yep. out with them in an intimate way. Like someone is listening to this in the shower right now. Yeah. Like they're like <laughs> naked in the shower listening to the podcast, right? Which yeah. is so intimate. Or they're like in their car on a ride and um, they feel like it's like they're you're coming along with them. So I reached out to brands myself to negotiate. Um, there is like a, an equation that's like your cost per mention. Basically, there's a lot of like stats that can go into it, but it's yeah. really understanding like work with brands that you want to work with. And I reached out to them. I get I get reached out to a lot now. And it's like, would you promote this? And I'm like, Literally, I've never used that. I don't even know what that is. Like, hell no. Like, no dollar amount is worth me promoting yeah. something that I don't even actually believe in, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I love that. And I just, it just speaks to your authenticity, like your energy, your authenticity. It's just amazing. And I, I'm so glad that you're here. But one thing we have to touch on is yeah. the legal stuff. I want to hear yeah. your take on like, what are you comfortable talking with about this legal stuff? How much I literally didn't know anything about anything and how screwed I was when I was doing QuickBooks and just hoping that I like knew what I was doing. <laughs> I think a lot of <laughs> entrepreneurs can like connect with that stage where at the beginning you have no idea what mm -hmm. you're doing. You just started a business. Like uh, for me, I wasn't even thinking about legal. I was like, I'm sure everything is legal. Like, I don't know. I'm just starting. Right. <laughs> um, and I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is it's worth it to protect yourself and to make sure that you've got the right people in your corner that, uh, you, 
as it grows, you're going to have different needs, but proactively start to plan for where you're actually headed next because you don't want to be scrambling at the end and then having to work on a mistake that happened. For example, we didn't hire um, a tax accountant that was a good fit for us. And I just recently, so like at the time that we're recording, this is February of 2022. I just got audited for my taxes that I did in 2018 myself because I made such a big error that it's cost us thousands of dollars. Is it Mm. the end of the world? No. Was it a huge learning lesson? Yes. But now I'm also like, holy crap, I don't want other people to make that mistake of just not being smart about it's this balance, right? It's like, you want to be proactive. You don't want to let like legal or scaring yourself into thinking that you're going to make the wrong decision, hold you back from taking action. Because I also believe that messy action gives you clarity and builds confidence is so freaking important, but Mm -hmm. you also still like know the people that you're going to need down the road. Obviously you have so many services and things that people can tap in to learn from you, which is why I'm so supportive of what you do and love it because Small businesses don't know. You don't know what you don't know, yeah, right? Exactly. Until you need it, and then you're like, "Shit!" Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's finding whatever that happy balance is for you, which has yeah. been really beneficial for me. Of just knowing it's okay that I don't know it all. I'm not going to get mm-hmm. scared. I will. I believe in my ability to figure it out, but proactively thinking what might I need down the road and getting that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. really quickly, like we don't have to get into the details of the audit, but what did that look like? Did they email you? Did they call you? They mail like what? happened yeah they um they emailed and they were very and they mailed us stuff and they were very serious <laughs> about oh how much i had to, had to pay in uh back taxes basically what i had done is i had taken money from an ira and for whatever reason i didn't think that that was income so i took a big chunk out of it And we were living in the state of California at the time. And we don't live in California anymore. Taxes in California are a little different than they are in Texas. And they, so they, we had to back pay the taxes for the income bracket that I was in in California and um, a late penalty. And they didn't have any wiggle room on how we were approaching that. So yeah, (laughs) it was a little bit of a shit show. Uh, Well, you're on the other side of it. You're on the other side of it. You survived for now. Yeah, no, no, it happens. I mean, it's very rare that somebody gets audited, but it does happen. So just to let you guys know, always make sure you are taking care of your taxes the right way. Because listen to Keisha, she, this was from 2018, four years ago, and she got audited and had to pay back taxes plus a penalty. So don't let that happen to you. So the biggest lesson that I learned is how important it is to do research on people that you're also working with too. Yeah. And yeah. to make sure that like cover your bases. But again, it's, it's this delicate balance. Like you don't need to be afraid of everything, but just have things on the forefront of your brain of like, I want to get a good tax person as your business is starting to grow. Mm-hmm. I didn't need it the first year when I could do it on TurboTax, but as it started to grow, I should have brought someone in a little bit earlier is, is one of the biggest lessons I learned. Yeah. Well, Hey, it's all right. We live, we learn. And to round us out, I always ask our guests, hey, what is the number one business tip that you can give the listeners? Doesn't have to be about legal, accounting, anything. The biggest business tip that I give myself, so hopefully this will resonate with someone else, is you always have a choice, especially as an ambitious business owner with big goals and dreams and things that you want to make, you know, come to fruition. 
to label that space between where you are now and where you want to go with something that actually serves you. Because it's really easy to think, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get there? I'm so far from where I need to be. I don't know how to do it. Like, ah, is this ever going to work out? How come she's crushing it? And I feel like I'm behind and like all of the stories that we're telling ourselves. And what's been really helpful for me is like, I've decided that that space is actually necessary because I'm not qualified for my big dreams or all of the goals that I have in my business yet. And I actually don't want them yet. Because if I were to poof, get everything that I wanted in my business immediately, I actually am not the person who could handle it yet. I don't know like what type of team I would need around me. I don't have the mindset to handle it. I don't have the skills, the coping mechanisms, you know, the boundaries, the habits. So it's like in this world that's constantly telling us that we should want instant gratification and we should want to be there now, remind yourself to label that space of like, okay, this is my qualification period. This is what's going to make me be able to handle that next level rather than labeling it as I'm never going to get there. Because when you get there, I want you to look back at the path that you took towards getting there and feel like it was worth it and feel like it was fulfilling and it was fun because what the hell is the point? Like the outcome is never guaranteed, but the process sure as hell is. So that's always the narrative in my head. (laughs) I love that. That's such a good tip. I love it. And I feel the same way. Like, it's like, okay, I have this vision of who I'm going to ultimately be. I don't want that right now. Cause I am not that I'm not in that space right now. So I love that tip. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so, so much. Cool. This has been amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we did this and we need to chat so much more. <laughs> I, know. I love you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, tell everybody where they can find you. My podcast is called Empower Her Podcast. It's a Monday, Thursday podcast. Come check me out. If you vibe with it, let me know. Shoot me a message. My favorite platform is Instagram at Keisha, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Here at Legalpreneur, we're committed to providing a supportive legal community for all business owners. I know how scary the legal stuff can be. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner. And quite frankly, it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. Have any questions or comments about the show? feel free to drop me a line on Instagram. I promise I read all of the messages and comments. And if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone that would make a great guest, simply fill out our application form and a team member will reach out if we think it's a good fit. I'll see you in the next episode.